Good day, my friends. I want to talk today about prayer and God and being in control. Sometimes in our lives, we won't always have the answers to life's problems. We won't have the right scripture verse that will make us happy when all we really want is a miracle. Sometimes, you'll have to live on by faith that God is still in control, even when everything seems out of control. It is in times like that when you have to accept Psalm 103.19. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Even though it may seem as though God has gone on an extended vacation somewhere and he's left no forwarding address and any prayer is getting distorted from earth to heaven. When I was in my first year as a pastor, a young family saw their little girl of less than five years old slowly die from an incurable disease. We prayed over her. We prayed as a church for her and yet she died. It was a hard pill for me to swallow to see a child die from a disease and our own prayers didn't heal her. You know, it first made me wonder, why? Why did she die? And I guess probably it's a question I still wonder about. I had to believe that God has a reason for letting her die, even if the rest of us had no answers. We don't always get every prayer answered the way we want it to be. We have to leave a lot of things in the hands of God, even though that is tough. We all want the great answers to prayer. Prayer is something I enjoy, and at the same time, I can get frustrated as to why it's not answered. I did all the right steps. My heart is right. Sometimes I've seen my prayers on the same idea as an old joke. A fellow dies, and you meet St. Peter at the pearly gates. St. Peter asks the guy to take over, has he had this something to take care of? Off goes Peter, and a new guy has some sort of super deluxe setup when someone prays and how to answer it. St. Peter comes back about 10 minutes later and somehow the setup has a warning sign flashing. Well, Peter asks, what happened here? The new guy says, oh, well, while you were gone, some guy named Leo prayed. And well, after I heard it, I figured someone else could use the answer more. St. Peter then says, okay, that's not what was supposed to happen. And sometimes that's how I think what happens to my prayers. I prayed and somewhere between heaven and earth my request was either denied or the healing, etc., was given to someone else. I don't understand prayer exactly, and I wonder who in eternity got the prayer that I, I needed for help. And I was put on hold. Silly idea, of course. Prayer to God is answered in one of three ways. Yes, no, wait. I've got something better for you. We don't know the answers to prayers that are still not answered at times. A missionary church pastor once told me this true story, and it was a very interesting story. One of the church members was so sick in the hospital once that the pastor and the elders went to see him in prayer, a prayer of anointing over him, as it says in James. And then, as they were praying, the patient said, I don't know why, but I believe God wants to take me home to heaven pastor didn't see him healed. He went back to his study and prayed. What happened, God? We did everything we were supposed to do. And the man died. At his funeral, the six pallbearers were all friends of the sick man. Before the service was over, all six men gave their lives to Christ. As one said later, we saw how he lived as a Christian, 
and how he died. And we realized he had something we needed. Imagine that, turning a funeral into literally a wedding, a wedding feast. Pain forces us to think about what really matters. Everything else that people seek after means nothing when pain enters your body. In these moments, one should seek out God and reflect on His love and truth. When my painful trial is over, I'm going to seek after God's holiness and exercise more. I write these words after suffering for the last few days with muscle spasms in my lower back, right and left hip, hurting at times, taking away sleep from me. Often crying alone for God, hear my cry for help, but He doesn't heal me. I think of things I left unsaid to some, things I never should have said to others. In my desire to get close to God, I keep forgetting that when one tries to do that, he may allow you to go through painful trials to see how strong your love for him is. I'm one of those Christians who sees a verse about God answering a prayer when we ask him to, and how speedily he'll, he'll answer you. And then you look at the hours going by, or days, perhaps even weeks or months, or even longer, and your lack of sleep because of pain, and doctors and nurses who mean well, but some are so young that their advice sounds hollow, hollow like the reading from a book, and how, you know, all you want is an IV with a quick and powerful pain medication so you can lay still and not be at home, unable to lay, walk, sit, or stand after a while because of pain. So what if I learned in this pain? One, God loves me, and God loves you. Nothing can separate me from his love. Nothing. Romans 8, 38 and 39 says that. Believe that. Pray that. Meditate on it. For months on end. Yes, but if someone says, well, God is all powerful and he says he will answer and he doesn't give relief. You know, healing. So what's the problem then? The problem is probably us. Psalm 103, 19. His throne is established in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all. God decides the length and severity of each trial. Though, if I'm honest, I wish he had stopped my pain a lot sooner. God is good. That's my second one. God is good, and he's good all the time. Yes, right now, I'm in pain. It hurts, and I've cried a fair bit about it in private. But I know God loves me. He does love me. And one time he'll say, that's enough suffering it's over now and the pain will stop sleep will finally come and your health gets better or in my case i find that i'm just you know my prostate has become enlarged the uh, prostate is pushing against my bladder which has been forcing urine in back into my kidneys which has given me massive pain spasms so I'm going to be in a consult to a phone call consult next week. And as far as I'm concerned, that they can take the prostate out because I want to live a lot longer. There's people I want to tell and reach for Christ. There's people I want to know I love them and I care for them. And I want to be a help for God, you know, in some way. You know, and I want to, whatever talent I have, even if it's just one talent, like writing I want to be able to use it to glorify God and three God wants us to stay strong Ephesians 6 10 to 18 tells us to be always on guard 
for every person or event may have a lost soul being influenced to be indifferent to us. Pray always in secret, and God will reward us openly. It's important to stay strong in the Word of God in prayer. In Ephesians 6, 10, 18, it definitely gives you examples of each thing we should be doing every day of our lives. One time, I'll explain this one too. I meditated on Ephesians 6, 10, 18. I was coming into work as a nursing orderly, and I remember meditating in that that week on the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. And as soon as I stepped off the elevator to the nursing floor, I literally felt like I had something in my left hand, and I, and I felt like I had a sword in my right hand. And that day, I it was almost like I wasn't even there. Everybody was just in turmoil, and I was filled with such peace and such an awareness of God. So meditate on the Word, and let the Word fill your mind and heart, and let Him guide you. For me, I know the pain in my life. There may be other pain. There may be other struggles. But I know from what I said in these three statements, that God loves me, and God loves you too. Till next time.